I want to welcome you all to another Daily Decade. <laughs> this is take three for me. I've been having a heck of a time getting off the ground today. Uh, but uh, here I am to bring you your rosary on the road. We have a couple of prayer intentions today, a flood of prayer intentions. Really, I've got one in the email that I was supposed to do today because it came in over the weekend. And so I'm going to have to push that one back until tomorrow because I've got a time-sensitive one today. Uh, which is uh, somebody approached me and reminded me we prayed a little while ago uh, to uh, for um, for one of the columnists over at the Daily Night uh, it's uh, which is a publication associated with the, the Equites Res Publica uh, which is a Catholic organization they're organizing defensive churches things of that nature and one of their columnists uh, is uh, Justin Haggerty he published uh, document uh, I think it was last week maybe the week before uh, yeah it must have been last week that he's due to surrender himself to federal prison to become a political prisoner uh, as of uh, the, as of today and so because he's going in today I felt it inappropriate to pray for him and for his family today as they begin this rather rocky road uh, on the way to their own Calvary and, of course, we have another intention for tomorrow. We've got another time-sensitive intention as well for a friend of the show that I had hoped to pray for uh, who is um, uh, who's under the, pa the patronage of St. Vitus, whose day it is today. Uh, so I want to remind you all to pray to St. Vitus. Uh, for anyone who's suffering from epilepsy, anyone you know who's had a stroke, any kind of neurological disorders where the body doesn't behave the way the brain tells it to, uh, all of those are governed by St. Vitus uh, as one of the 14 holy helpers. He doesn't get a whole lot of attention these days, and so it seemed, seems to me appropriate. But our official policy is never to double up. Uh, so since we've got, we've got a feast and we've got a saint's day today, but we also have this time-sensitive uh, matter, obviously there's, there's nothing we can do, or at least we think there's nothing we can do, shy of the intervention, direct intervention of God, uh, to prevent uh, this Justin from uh, uh, heading into prison and his family beginning this particular trial. But I think it appropriate, nevertheless, to pray today uh, for special strength from, uh, from heaven for his, uh, for his wife and the, and the kids uh, that are going to be on the outside and the struggles that they're going to have. It's, you know, this is the, it's rough. And uh, this situation may be one that becomes more frequent as we come in, as we move into the future. Uh, you know, in, in this particular instance, it's a matter of kind of having the book thrown at them over a, uh, an incident or an activity that is technically a crime, but really the punishment is not fitting to the, to the crime committed. There may come a time when no crime is committed at all and we're still thrown in prison. And in fact, that's happened already. Uh, it's happening right now. Now, granted, it's a political persecution of uh, people that were up there in Washington, D.C. back in January, but the religious persecution is coming. It's, it's not something that you can... Uh, you'd have to be blind not to see it. So, it, as, since this is something that may be becoming a little bit more prevalent and more frequent as time goes by, I think it's appropriate for us to, uh, to come together in prayer, at least in prayer. That's the bare minimum. 
in support of those who are left behind uh, by the by the state's action uh, in this in this particular case. When I say the state, I mean the federal government. Uh, the state in which the crime was committed decided that it wasn't that big of a deal. Anyway, that's a very long and drawn out thing as a justification for why I'm praying again for uh, this Justin Haggerty and uh, and for his family. It's something that strikes home to me because we have to bear in mind as Christians, if you're a Christian, a true Christian, member of the Holy Church, dedicated to the service of Jesus Christ and God the Father and the Holy Ghost, you are a dissenting voice against the society and indeed the country that we live in. You cannot in good conscience support anything that this government stands for and remain a Christian in good standing with the Lord. It is not possible. You are a dissident. Whether you want to be or not, you are. And you cannot escape that. Like Jonas, we have been given this task, this moment, this time, right now. And we cannot flee from Nineveh. So, be aware. Pray hard. Prepare yourself. The fight is coming. It's here, now. But we cannot lose because we have Christ and the Holy Rosary and our Blessed Mother. We have all the saints, the church, the church triumphant. We cannot lose. The ending of this story has already been written. So take faith, take heart, but don't be caught off guard. Now, having said all of that, if you have any intentions, greater, that's heavy stuff. If you have any intentions, heavier, light, greater, small, uh, personal, or general, you can write them in and send them to daily decade requests at protonmail.com. That's decade, D E C A D E, requests in the plural at protonmail.com. And that includes any comments or anything that you want to say about the show, about anything that I'm doing here. Uh, just go ahead and send them all into that email address. And, uh, you know, if there's anything that you want to hear that you haven't heard, anything you've heard that you don't want to hear, let me know. I'd be happy to, uh, to hear what you have to say. And, of course, if you have any prayers, it's a delight, an absolute delight, to pray for you and to ask everyone who's listening to this to pray for you. So let's go ahead and uh, pray for each other uh, right now. We'll turn our, my, our hearts and minds to God. Uh, have your rosaries ready. And uh, we're going to pray for uh, the Haggerty family as they begin uh, this long, uh, this long year that they have ahead of them, uh, as they slog to their own personal cal uh, Calvary. Today is a Tuesday, so we're going to go ahead and pray in English. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Hail, Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To thee do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. To thee do we send up our sighs, mourning and weeping for this veil of tears. Turn then, O gracious Advocate, thine eyes of mercy unto us, and after this our exile, Shew unto us the blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary, pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Let us pray. For forth we beseech thee, O Lord, thy grace into our hearts, that we to whom the incarnation of Christ, thy Son, was made known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection the same Christ our Lord. Amen. O St. Paul the Apostle, whose feast approaches, 
who spent so much time in prison falsely accused. We ask thy powerful intercession and that of thy fellow struggler and fellow apostle, St. Peter. On behalf of the Haggerty family, Justin in particular, who goes to prison as thou went to prison, and who will now spend time, a great deal of time, with the opportunity to be alone with his God. But we ask thy intercession more for his family, who will also be alone. Without the support of a father and a husband, they shall indeed be upon the mercy of God, depend upon the mercy of God. And we ask thy intercession, O St. Paul and St. Peter, that the mercy of God should be abundant for them, and that they should find the strength of Christ to lift them up and to carry them safely across this desert which they now enter. And they may exit the other side with greater grace and greater faith and greater strength than they had going in. And we ask this in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, who liveth and reigneth with God the Father and the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. For all of us in our daily battles, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Most sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Most sacred heart of Jesus, thy kingdom come. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Well, I have a temptation, I think, to <clears throat> give a little bit of, give a, a bit of rousing rhetoric about prison and martyrdom and struggling and all of that sort of thing. But um, honestly, there was something else that was on my mind uh, based on something I heard recently about prayer. I ask for intercessions on here and prayers and uh, intentions is what I meant to say, not intercessions. Well, we do ask for intercessions, but I ask you all for, for intentions and prayers that we might, as a group, approach the throne of the Almighty and ask Him for help because that's what He wants. He wants us to ask for help. And I, for the first time, the thought occurred to me, and, and with some prompting, I should say, it didn't just occur to me. Um, but I was listening to someone else talk about prayer, and they expressed the sentiment that I used to feel myself very frequently, which is that I felt sheepish about uh, petitioning the Lord, about asking Him for things, um, about asking Him for, well, really anything, not just material things, but you know, petitioning Him at all. As, as a sinful and fallen man, the idea that I, I'm unworthy to approach the throne was so strong and it remains strong but it was so strong that it misguided me and misdirected me into thinking that God did not want to hear from me and that I had no uh, real that because I had no right to approach the throne and ask for things 
that I had no place doing so either. And I heard the sentiment recently from someone else, and it occurred to me, you know, uh, their main complaint was this whole prosperity gospel stuff where, I mean, you know, these heretics, and I won't even call them Protestants because I think that's an insult to the Protestants. Really, I, it is. When you talk about people like Joel Osteen and these prosperity gospel types, uh, you know, there are, say what you will about Calvin and Luther, the men were studied, they were learned, they understood the religion, they got some things wrong about it. These people like Osteen, they don't even know what Christianity. If Christianity walked up and punched them in the nose, they wouldn't recognize it. And it has discouraged decent people from asking for things, from petitioning God and, and bringing intentions to Him on the idea that, well, you know, it's not really Christian to ask God for the things that you want. And it's true, going to God and treating him like Santa Claus is not Christianity. That's what the prosperity gospel people get wrong. But there is a halfway point between uh, treating God like Santa Claus and not going and never ever asking him for anything at all. And that difference is exactly why we pray intentions and petitions. God does want us to pray to him. Even if we ask for petty things, if we ask with faith, true faith, and true devotion and piety, God may not give us the petty thing for which we ask, but he will give us the ability to recognize that the thing we were asking for was petty. A show of small faith will be rewarded by great graces that bring one to a greater faith. Sometimes that takes place in baby steps. That's how people experience conversions. But remember in the scripture it says, to him who much is given, more will be given still, and him who, who has little, what little he hath shall be taken away. One who manifests no faith at all, or very, very little faith, doubt, uh, manifesting uh, uh, doubt and, and weakness of faith and lukewarmness, well, what little grace that he, that he might have will be taken away from him in that. His weakness will betray him. To one who has faith, even in small matters, even if it's immature, even if it's not necessarily wise or intelligent, to him greater faith will be given and greater graces to see how he should direct his faith. A child, for instance, a child who's told that St. Anthony will help him to find a toy and prays with simple faith, strong and simple faith, to find that toy, and then he finds the toy, because this, is, this has happened, this is a personal experience of mine. Well, that child's faith will be, re will be rewarded, his faith will grow, and he will trust in God more, and that will, sow the, that will lay the groundwork for later on when he abandons his childish ideas and takes on those of a man in regards to God. His faith will remain strong. One who petitions God earnestly, faithfully, believingly, not just 
well I'm going to do this and see if it happens. But one who goes to God truly believing, even if it's something petty and silly like a new car or something like that. If someone prays earnestly and with understanding, God will reward that with grace to see. Now the person may refuse the grace, especially if they're surrounded by evil, which these people in the prosperity gospel churches are. They're surrounded by evil, and their pastor is the greatest evil that they have in their life. Those people are beset on all sides, and God may send graces to them, and they may reject that grace, but they will still have been sent that grace because of simple faith. And really, as much as we pray for the poor souls of purgatory, we really ought to pray for those people as well, because pray for them as they are alive, that they get away from all of that nonsense, because it really does suck people in and it destroys them. It's like a cult. But laying that aside, the fact remains that the, the reason why this is the case, that God rewards for those that petition Him with faith, is because to petition God with faith that what we petition Him can only come from Him is a confession of His omnipotence. And it's also a confession of His mercy and His compassion because none of us are worthy of any of the things that we want. Whether they're little things or whether they're great things. Whether it's a new car or a day off. doesn't matter. None of us are worthy of any good thing. Because we are, even if we don't recognize all of our sins, we're all such terrible sinners that really <laughs> drawing another breath is a gift. And we have all merited death. That's why the death on the cross was so important, because it's what saves us from the ultimate death. But we all deserve to die. And so, when we approach God and we petition Him and recognize His power, what we are recognizing is that in spite of our undeservingness, God nevertheless hears us and tells us to petition him. That's why when he, te he teaches us how to pray, God's already told us what prayers to say. And chief among them is the Lord's Prayer. And it's called the Lord's Prayer because the Lord taught it. And in it we are told to pray, give us this day our daily bread, which is a material thing that we're asking for, a need, a material need. But we're also asking for it today. Not tomorrow, not the day after that, not five years down the road, but just today, we're praying for something immediate and mundane. Christ himself told us to pray like that. He told us to pray for something immediate and mundane. Nothing more petty than bread. And by petty, I mean you know, tied to the French root, petit, little, small, insignificant. And yet, that's how Christ taught us to pray. So, asking for little, insignificant, petty things is certainly not an offense against God, provided that one does not expect them. One does not feel entitled to them. One knows that God gives at his pleasure and recognizes that in words when one prays to God. And so... 
to be afraid to approach God, to be afraid to petition Him. It's actually a rather a form of despair, isn't it? It's the idea that you cannot, you don't want to bother God with your problems because you, your unworthiness is such that to do so would be unfitting. And yet we know that despite our unworthiness, He came down to earth and was beaten and flogged and humiliated and dragged across the rocks and crucified. That he bled and suffered terribly, worse than any of us are capable of imagining. So that we might not be damned by our own faults and our own wickedness. And so, no matter how unworthy I am, no matter how filthy I am, there is no filth in me or on me that cannot be washed away by God's grace. And God's mercy and love for us means that approaching Him with petitions and saying, God, I know that I am unworthy. I would never normally do this. I shouldn't be doing this. If all you do is stop there, well, you've recognized God's omnipotence and you've recognized His goodness, but you haven't recognized His mercy. You haven't taken the extra step and recognized God's complete compassion and His deep and abiding love for His creature, man. And so, you're not necessarily doing anything wrong, you're not offending God by not praying to Him, but you are stopping short of giving him praise of which he's deserving. Say, God, you are all-powerful. God, you are all-just. You haven't said anything wrong there. But say, God, you are all-merciful in addition to those two, and you have more completely praised him. And so we should never be afraid of offering this kind of praise to God. Now, my prayer today, a rather simple one, and that's that the fear that prevents us from approaching God for our needs is washed away by His grace, is sent to turn tail and run, and that all of our prayers for petty and material things reveal to us their pettiness, their insignificance, such that when we approach God in the future, our petitions are more directed towards Him and His will and less towards us and our appetites. That we may pray honestly, Thy will be done. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.